Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. Hi friends, it's Nurse Alice and my friends at John U and myself want to help you this holiday season. That's right. Save 25% off of your next purchase on John New products. Use Alice 25 and save 25% off of your next purchase all the way until December 31st. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist and family nurse practitioner. And before I go any further, I first have to tell all my peers, happy nurse practitioner week. I appreciate you because you guys cover me all the time. I love it, love it, love it. You guys work so hard. We work so hard and really want to say thank you for all the work that you do. And also to our aspiring soon-to-be nurse practitioners. I know many of you guys are in school and you're working hard. Don't give up. You're almost there and we need you. Definitely need you, especially since all of this pandemic's happened. Definitely need you. And not only do I thank you, but nurse.org thanks you. If you haven't already, please make sure to visit nurse.org. Their website has tons of great information, not only for nurse practitioners, but for nursing students, registered nurses, LVNs, you name it. It's there about school, finance, things that are going on in the nursing community. And nurse.org just basically loves nurses, guys. Okay. They love us. They support us. So let's support them as well. So speaking of friends of nurses and those who support us. Um, I want to introduce our next guest, guys. Joining me today is the founder of Janu. Janu is the only physician-founded and led scrub brand in the healthcare apparel industry. Uh, the brand was co-founded in 2013 by Dr. Neela Sethi Young and her brother, Get a load of that, guys. Like, I can't get along with my sister, but I'm so glad to see siblings when they work together. It's amazing. She works with her brother, who's also her investment partner, Sean Sethi. You guys, one thing that's also unique about uh, this particular brand is that it centers the medical professional in its name. So it's a derivative of the Hindi word life. It honors and it celebrates those that put everyone else before themselves. She's also an amazing pediatrician. I love pediatricians because all that weight-based stuff, Dr. Neela, you can have it. I'm just, I'm just saying it's just some to me land, you know, the, the landmarks of, you know, when are you crawling? When are you doing this? I know I'm FNP, but I'm going to send them to Dr. Neela. Um, <laughs> but she, you know, Dr. Neela is really on a mission to empower healthcare professionals to look and feel their best with flattering styles, um, including their much loved peplum top silhouettes with the gold zipper accents. You guys know those. I know you got some in your closets and their signature mm-hmm. tulip top. And so it's made with moisture wicking fabric, which we love, especially in the ER when I'm ripping and running. I can't be sweating. I can't be sweating. So I need all that to, to, to come off of me. So um, <laughs> this is a brand that is really fashion forward scrubs. It combines style with function to help keep us healthcare professionals looking and feeling our great at all times. So please welcome to the show, Dr. Neela. Hi, Dr. Neela. Hi, thank you so much for having me and for that amazing intro. Oh gosh, you totally, totally deserve it. I'm really excited to actually get to speak with you. As I mentioned earlier, uh, I jump on your lives when you do them. And then, you know, I'm, I'm kind of creeping around on social media, like what's going on, <laughs> what's going on. So for those who may be new to you, 
Can you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, so yes, I'm Dr. Neela Sethi Young. I'm co-founder, just as you said, of Janu, which is you know a fashion forward. We, we call ourselves a medical apparel line. And you know, I started the company because there was a space for it. I was a young female feeling underrepresented in the medical community. I thought there was just there was there was a need for more. And and I kind of, you know, seized the moment. I'm a wife. I'm married to uh, an orthopedic surgeon. We met in med- medical school or medical school sweethearts. And I'm a mom of two, a girl and a boy who are growing way too fast. So trying to slow down time. If anybody out there knows how to do that, if you could just contact me, that'd be great. Dr. Neela, you just described a very, very, very busy life, wife, parent, you know, you're a physician, you're married to a physician, like, like you don't have enough going on now. I mean, entrepreneur. So I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm really glad that, you know, that you decided that there needed to be more and you wanted to create this space and you, you know, you felt underrepresented and, you know, to really step out there and to create an entire, can I call it a fashion line? Cause it feels very yeah. fashionable. Um, <laughs> I, it, it does. It feels very fashionable. And I have to say thank you because I was so tired of like the boxy cotton stiff scrubs that were just not flattering to me, just weren't flattering. I mean, I know we're there to take care of patients and, you know, do our job, but it felt sometimes like I was like being like in bondage from my, my scrubs and it just didn't feel good. So, but I want to know, I mean, entrepreneur, that's a, that's a big, although I think that as healthcare professionals, especially physicians, you know, many physicians have their own practices. So you were, you're kind of brought up in this entrepreneur mindset, but to pivot to fashion, I mean, like, tell us where the fashion comes in. Like, there's gotta be a story that yeah. when you were younger or something that, you know, that made you want to do this. Absolutely. I always tell everyone my biggest role model and idol for all things fashion is my mother. She moved here from India. Uh, she, you know, spoke English, but not wonderfully. She came from a place where women didn't really have the ability to express themselves and to America in the seventies embraced American culture with, you know, Studio 54 and platform heels and leopard print dresses and just jumped right in And, you know, that was just sort of the start of me at a very young age, seeing how fashion can be so empowering to to people and can really bring people together. And we were just always sort of allowed to express ourselves with the clothes we wore. We, you know, we vintage shopped, we made clothes, we, you know, I was kind of hanging in my mom's closet at a very young age. So fashion was a really big part of my life, you know, ever since I was a child. And then you know, I'm a product of the Sex and the City era. I'm going to be, I just turned 44. I was a huge Carrie Bradshaw fan. I still am. I, you know, watched Sex and the City through my undergrad, through medical school. And frankly, I wanted to be that. And, you know, being in a, in a drab set of scrubs, like you said, the first time they handed me scrubs, it was out of a vending machine. It was unisex, which I found extremely offending. Who created that? Who created that? Yeah, who did that? Uh, it was just so uh, demeaning to me to think that I was here to sort of provide joy and give care to people and was then yet to made to feel so small and, and so weak. And I didn't think that was right. I immediately started 
brainstorming of ways to make my own scrubs. Um, I had a best friend who was a seamstress who was in my wedding, is still one of my very best friends. And she actually, frankly, made me scrubs. Um, The hospital said it was fine. We went downtown. We live in LA. We went downtown to the fabric district and spent money uh, that we didn't have on scrubs, uh, on material. We made my pants from a really amazing pair of theory pants I had. I made a top based on a joie top that I loved. And she monogrammed a giant N on my chest, just like Carrie Bradshaw had with the big flower. And I wore those and, you know, immediately knew there was something there because I would get stopped in the halls, you know, once or twice a day. Where'd you get those? Where'd you get those? And I thought, okay, this is, this is something if I'm, you know, wearing, you know, these, if I have a wardrobe that sort of helps define me when I'm outside of the hospital, why does that have to stop when I'm inside the hospital? It just doesn't make sense to me. And that was sort of the birth of, of Janu. Well, I wish I could see these scrubs. Are we ever going to see what these, the, like the, the pro, no, the prototype with the ones that your, your friend made, the scene. Yeah. We'd love to see those, but I mean, you, you touched on a good point. What you wear it can be so empowering because mm-hmm. I've had days where maybe I'm in a rush and I don't take, you know, as much time to put a, an outfit together. And I kind of, it actually messes with my self-esteem or not my confidence. I should say it, my confidence. I may not speak up as much. I might not be as bold. I might not be as open to talk to people, but listen, but when I'm in a very comfortable, nice looking outfit, I'm just like, Hey, you can't tell me anything. Like I ruled the world. And it really makes a difference in us. And I think you couple that with being a healthcare provider. I mean, there's already so many stressors and things going on. I think having that additional element of not only looking good, but feeling good in your scrubs can make you more productive. Yeah, we initially started the company with the idea of look good, feel good, do good, because we wanted to sort of spread joy and spread love and provide care. But that there was some, there's this idea in healthcare that you shouldn't look good if you do that, that you should be one of those people that looks, that doesn't care about your looks because you're giving to others. And that's not true. It's actually proven over and over again, just as you said, as you said, that if you feel empowered mm-hmm. and you are confident in the way you look, you are actually going to have a better day. You are going to give better care. And that energy, it translates and it moves. And the more that you believe that that next person believes that it's kind of like paying it forward in a way from an energy standpoint. Mm-hmm. I am a firm believer in that. I am just like you. I mean, you give me a nice set of scrubs and a cute pair of tennis and a great fitting white coat, and I am ready to conquer the world. Absolutely. And you look cute enough where you can still go out like afterwards, like, yeah. you know, I can, Hey, I can stop here for a cup of coffee. I'm still looking stylish, looking cute. But something else you mentioned was a functionality because I've also seen things that look cute, but then you put them on, you're like, Oh my God, I can't move. Oh, this hurts. This is too tight. That's not the case with your scrubs. So earlier, I mean, we were talking about even like moisture wicking, like there's almost a science. So can you tell us a little bit more about how, how your scrubs are engineered for functionality? Absolutely. So I think one of the things that really makes us stand out from other companies is just having the physician be a co-founder because I am still totally working. I'm 88% time. I, you know, have full clinic days. I have full call days. I'm still rounding at the hospital. I'm still seeing newborns right after birth. So, and I'm wearing the scrubs. So, you know, you and me both know when you've seen ads where, where it's like, that does no, we don't wear a stethoscope in there. We don't put pens like that. We don't carry tools in that way. That's not even how you use an ophthalmoscope. 
So I think having a physician sort of be behind it, I think really helps. And being antimicrobial and being moisture wicking were two really key features for me. Also being wrinkle resistant because nobody has time to iron their scrubs in the morning. Let's be honest. I throw mine in the dryer. If I, if I ever have a day, I'm like, uh, I'm not even going to iron this. Let's just throw it in the dryer. But why even have to do that? Why even have to do that? Why aren't we, why aren't we empowering our healthcare professionals a, a little bit more? And yes, like you said, functionality, making sure the pockets fit right and sit right. I can't tell you how many joggers I put on where the pockets low. And I'm like, I don't want reaching down to my knee. I want I want it mid thigh. I want a, I want a pocket that's going to fit my iPhone. I'm going to have that on me. I'm a mother of two. I'm on call and I want to have an iPhone pocket. And I also don't want my pockets making me look bulky. I'm sorry. I already have my natural like womanly curves and I want something that's flattering and functional And having that antimicrobial component, it just sort of gives you that extra benefit for when the times that you do get spit on or thrown up on, or let's be honest, I'm a pediatrician. I have goo, baby goo on me 24 seven. And just knowing that there's that extra layer Mm -hmm. and that was all in play before COVID even hit, if you can imagine. So we had that, you know, rolling out and running before we were even in the midst of a global pandemic. Right. So not only are you looking good and feeling good, but this is actually stuff that it makes things easier. It makes life easier for you. I don't mm-hmm. have to iron anything. Uh, it has antimicrobial features. It's moisture wicking. So when you're like me, I'm in the ER, I'm running around, vomits over here, bleds over here, spits over right. here. Like someone's throwing poop at me, whatever the case may be. And I'm ripping and running, sweating, ducking and dodging. It's like, it's like a superhero outfit made for the superhero, literally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so- Listen, guys, if you don't already have scrubs that with this type of functionality, I don't know what kind of nurse you are. I'm sorry. I just said it. I said it. But it's because I love you. It's I really, I, Dr. Miller, you said it earlier. What was the initial? You said, do good, wait, feel good, look good, do good. Yeah. Right? Look good, feel good, do good. Yep. Okay. So nurses, when you know better, you can do better. So this is the time where we do better. So if you're someone who's like, oh my gosh, I got to iron my scrubs. I'm just going to look at you like, girl. Girl, did you not? Did you not listen to the interview? Did you no, not you're listen? Not empowering to... yourself, you're not yes. living up to the potential that you have, girl. Yes. we are here, and you are. We are female founded. We are. We need to stick together. We are a tribe. Right. We are trying to help you. And I love mm-hmm. that, Doctor Lee, because you mentioned earlier about kind of your womanly curves. We have to embrace that, guys. We right. we need to embrace our natural curves. Some of us a little more curvier than others. Some of us buy those curves and some of us, we ain't got no curves and want curves, but that's ne- never, nevertheless, right? we got something going on. And so I am insulted by whoever created unisex scrubs. I'm sure a man did it. I'm sure a man did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I love my male nurses, but we just got to school you a little bit. We just need you to know this is how we feel. But, you know, nothing is worse than putting on a pair of scrubs, like the unisex ones, and then feeling like you got some, like something's. Like you got poop in your pants or something's like, hey, it doesn't fit well. And it can be a hindrance to your movement. You know, I'm going to venture, I'm going to step on a limb and say, you could probably hurt yourself in some ugly scrubs. You probably <laughs> well, I, could. It doesn't even hurt your heart and your ego. It hurts your, it can physically hurt you. I mean, I'm sorry. When I, when they handed me those scrubs, I went, I was a baby. I was a baby medical student. I was scared out of my mind. My first rotation, I went back to them and said, I think you've given me the wrong pair. I have men's and they rolled on the floor. They were like, girl, there is no women's scrubs. This is it. It is unisex. And you wear exactly. And I thought, well, no, there's a space for this and we can do better. And 
now we know more. And when you don't, when you know better, you do better. Now, Dr. Neal, tell me about this though, because you had this, you, you saw the problem, you saw there was a need. So you decided to be the solution. Were you ever scared at one point to enter into this venture? Because most people say, oh, you're a doctor. You're supposed to take care of people. Like, what are you doing in this world of medical apparel, clothing, fashion, as some might even say? Because what does that have to do with taking care of babies, Dr. Neal? Like, why are you doing this? I mean, did you ever, were you met with any type of resistance in this journey? And the reason why I bring this up is because there's so many people who are listening. And although this not may not be your exact journey, you might be experiencing something where you're, you're not feeling as empowered, there are obstacles. And sometimes we have to push through those things to get to the other side. And Dr. Neela has been very successful. So what kind of obstacles or barriers were there, if any, when you were trying, starting this venture? You know, I always joke with my daughter, she's 12 and I always say haters going to hate, you know, and they just are. And, you know, I've been doing this since 2013, but the idea was born, gosh, you know, in 2005. So I've been at this a really long time and I shake it off. I don't believe what people tell me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think to myself back to, you know, talking about my immigrant mother, she came here with nobody. She knew no one and she barely spoke the language and, you know, became a teacher and was a kindergarten teacher for almost 30 years. And, you know, my, my dad came here as an immigrant with, with $10 and a Greyhound ticket and put himself through college. And they never questioned them, themselves, you know, and just one generation later, they've got a, they've got, you know, two physicians and their family and attorney, and then my brother who co-founds the business. So I really sort of put negative thoughts and negative people on mute Mm-hmm. And I use that as a stepping stone to empower myself more. And I've really spent the last two decades surrounding myself with people who are like me, who dream big and who are empowered and who are, you know, wanting more and who are not questioning themselves. I will say there was, there would be no way any of this was possible without my brother. It's just, you know, let's Aww. just be completely honest. I mean, he graduated, you know, with an MBA. He was, you know, very well versed in, you know, the finance world and he was looking for something bigger than what he was doing. He wanted purpose. And so he really kind of, you know, that you have sort of a catalyst, you know, in any chemical reaction and he was the catalyst that made things happen. So it was really just the combination of both of us that really sort of catapulted the company to the next level. And I will a hundred percent say that, you know, I couldn't be here without him and vice versa, but to every young person out there, whether you're, you know, a nursing student or a nurse or in the medical community or healthcare professional, or even dreaming of becoming a healthcare professional, your dreams are your dreams and your destiny is your destiny. And if you have that negative voice, fight it, push through it, do whatever you can to, you know, believe and empower yourself. Because someone had told the young me when I got those scrubs out of a vending machine that I would have an entire line of of, of scrubs and men's and plus sizes, and that we would be all about representation and be tackling mental health issues and, you know, getting through a a global pandemic, I would never have believed it, but here I am. And, you know, hoping that I'm a good model role model for my baby girl. And for a lot of those young healthcare professionals out there that are thinking big, like me, you definitely Mm -hmm. are being a role model. So let me tell you that if no one's, I'm sure people have had to tell you, but let me tell you again today, Dr. Neal, we really appreciate that. And it's really inspiring to hear those stories, especially when, you know, maybe you grew up in a a challenging environment, had obstacles throughout your entire life, but still being able to 
aspire and dream and bring those dreams into fruition. And listen, work with your brother. I wish I could work with my sister. I can't work with my sister, y'all. I just want y'all. I love my sister, but I can't work with her. So that is amazing. We're, we're just too much alike. But yeah. that is amazing that you're, you know, able to work with your brother. Because I was, I was curious to know, like, gosh, she's so like. There's so much to know about taking care of kids, right? Um, and then to learn like the business, the finance, like there's advertising, like there's all these other elements to business that, you know, quite frankly, I'm like, I didn't learn that in nursing school. That's, I'm going to have, like, do I need another degree? Do I need to? And so I think sometimes not having a particular skill set or knowledge of, of something can definitely discourage us from pursuing our dreams, but it's all about working smarter, not harder. It's right. like, she probably had her, her brother washing dishes and stuff when she was young. She probably gave him a, so, did he I taught I taught him about fashioning girls and oh, okay. uh, he you know, helped you. him get a prom date and um he had his first girlfriend like in eighth grade. So I think there was some payback for sure. But you're right. Okay. I think we are very blessed that we've always been very close. And um, mm-hmm. listen, have we have our, had our ups and downs? Absolutely. Have we had door slamming, hang, phone hanging up sessions? For sure. Mm-hmm. Have we I mean, do we do we, you know, mess with each other all the time. But in the end, there's nobody better for me, you know, than my brother to see when a company takes off. You want people that are good people to win the race, you know, and you want success to come from the people who deserves it. And there's nobody more deserving. He's put his blood, sweat and tears into this company. I also have put my blood, sweat and tears into the company, but I also work full time Mm -hmm. or at least, you know, this 88%. And Mm -hmm. so there are a lot of times that things happen when I'm on call and I'm rounding and I'm like, I can't, I can't, you know, I don't, I'm not at every single meeting, but we found this really nice dynamic where if like, I can kind of stay in my lane and he can stay in his lane. So when people like, if you were to interview me about the details of finances with the company, I would say, I'm sorry, I have no idea. But if you were to ask him about the mental health status of healthcare professionals on the front line, he'd say, you got to ask my sister about that. So I think kind of finding your niche and also sort of sticking with it, I think is very important. I've been confident that I could make a change and uh, sort of change the status quo in in healthcare, but I don't view myself as cocky. Uh, As soon as I sort of hit a roadblock and I'm the first to say, I don't know, I'm going to ask for help or I'm I'm just not sure. I don't know about that. I don't know about polyester, polyrayon and how that mixes with each other. I don't know the details of you know, stitching and, you know, but teach me, I want to learn, but I'm not just going to say that I know because I don't. Right. Right. No, I, I we definitely can appreciate that. Now, uh, Dr. you're, you know, in, in the course of this interview, you've, you've said the word empower, like, so empower people, uh, several. So it's, it's kind of themed in this conversation. And so mm-hmm. I want to kind of go back to the name, the yes. name of, you know, Janu, it's a Hindi word for life. Is that something that you've been thinking about for a while? I mean, how did you decide to come up with that name? Well, we, you know, being first generation Indian Americans and having our parents both be immigrants, we wanted to make sure that the company sort of paid respect to that. And we wanted to always remember sort of where we came from and what we came from, because we did come from modest backgrounds, especially early on. My dad and mom always called us their Janus, which is like, you're my life. And there's actually a really popular Hindi old, old, old movie that had a song called Janu Midi John. And that became our family theme song growing up. So that's how we started with Janu. And we said, John means life. And we are on a mission to help healthcare professionals live their best life. 
and also breathe life into the ill and into the underserved and to try to make life to maximize life. Because we all know, and I think especially in the medical community, we don't have that much time on this planet. And how many bad diagnoses have we seen and how many early deaths have we seen and how much trauma have we been through where we realize how precious life is? So this was sort of our way to say, let's try and live our best life and help each other to live our best life. And that's really where it comes back to empowering the healthcare professional. I know we're probably going to get into this, but mental health has been a huge priority for me. And let, let me back up. Yes, of course, we're about fashion. And yes, of course, we are about looking good and feeling good. But there's another layer of feeling good. And that's not just because we look good, but because our mental health is in check. And given what we've been through with COVID, I think we can all speak to just the amount of trauma and PTSD that we're going to have in the coming years from what we've endured and are enduring. I feel like I'm on a personal mission to use my voice, not just to make people feel good, but from the inside out and really show the world that we have been kind of not taken care of. And People have taken healthcare professionals for granted. Yes. I think nurses especially. Well, because we're always putting ourselves, putting others before ourselves. So, you know, we, we don't eat lunch. We don't go to the bathroom, guys. Like we're missing important phone calls. Some of us are actually even missing family life events because we're at work taking care of very sick people. And so we're, we're giving, we're giving, but when do we give back to ourselves? Because I'll tell you, we can still, we can be sick and, you know, I mean, just in a horrible state, but we're still going to be thinking about, oh my gosh, what about my patient? I got to check on this. I got to So we're giving everyone a piece of ourselves without taking care of ourselves. And I think Dr. Neela, uh, to your point during the pandemic, everything was intensified. Everything was intensified. And I personally having worked in the ER and the ICU saw numerous amount of death. I couldn't even imagine ever have being exposed to things like that, seeing those type of things, hearing the conversations I've heard. It was really like a battlefield. And I'm someone who's big on mental health too. And I've talked about this before. I have a therapist and I, but it's, it's not just because I went because something was wrong, but I wanted to stay well. I didn't want to wait till I was super depressed, super anxious, couldn't get out of bed and lost 10 pounds. I mean, this is something that is like continuous. It's not just, oh, I went to therapy and that's it. It's a mm-hmm. continuous process. Absolutely. So, I mean, so, I mean, t- tell us about, you know, some of the things that you're doing along the lines of raising awareness to mental health, because I think we have a lot of people who will benefit from hearing those things because they need to take instructions. They need to do better. We need to, we all can do better with yeah. our mental health. We, and, and, and we all can do, but we're all on a journey. Nobody's perfect. I sort of hit a wall three or four months into COVID and, you know, same. I thought, am I okay? I, I give so much advice every day, but I don't take it. And so I myself, you know, threw myself into therapy pretty intensely. And um, it was really eye-opening and groundbreaking just how much I didn't practice self-care and I didn't practice what I preached. And how I didn't really have enough downtime. And I think COVID really brought that to light because there was just no downtime and we were working so much more than we ever had. And when we weren't working, we were stressing about work because, and we were stressing about getting sick every second of the day. So every sore throat, every cough and every runny nose was like, oh my gosh, am I going to die? Not to mention the fact that we lost a lot of colleagues on the front lines. And like you said, it was, it was like a war zone and it felt like a war zone. I remember the first time I had to 
you know, go for my N95 fitting. And I thought, God, I remember doing this in medical school when they would talk about bioterrorism and here we are doing it and living it. And it just was scary and alarming. After that day, I told the team at Janu, we can do better and we need to create a platform where the world understands the plight of the healthcare professional. And that exactly what you said, we don't, no one cares. They don't realize the struggle. They don't realize what shift work is like. They don't realize how many birthday parties and Mother's Days and Thanksgivings that we have missed and how many, I mean, I can't even tell you how many turkey dinners I've had in the hospital. Because we have to work holidays. It's like, you want to work Christmas or Thanksgiving? Well, neither, but you have to. It's just like, you have to. So we're, what we're doing now is talking about how to practice self-care outside the hospital. So we're going to take you from work to home. So at work, yes, we've talked about the scrubs. You're going to look great. You're going to feel great. You're going to do great. We're going to protect you from an antimicrobial standpoint. We're going to make sure you don't sweat. And we're going to make sure that you look 150% yourself um, while you're at the office. Now, what about when you come home? Let's talk about how you're feeling when you're home. We're talking about loungewear. We're talking about Letting our healthcare professional get comfy and cozy and actually canceling plans and spending a lot more time with loved ones and spending a lot more time on the couch and spending a lot more time snuggling their pets and doing a whole lot of nothing and, and practicing saying no to sort of fill our cups because we say yes all day, every day. And how about no? And then that's a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence, guys, just so you know. Yeah, I think, I think we should repeat that. No is a complete sentence. It is. It is. And doing nothing is actually doing something. So anything to protect yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So sort of bringing the idea that when you're home, that's very important too. And are you doing things that fill your cup at home? Resting, relaxing, meditating, exercising, eating healthy. So not only the loungewear, but we're also trying out an idea called the forgotten shift where Oftentimes our night shift and our holiday shifts and the skeleton coverage, I feel like they're forgotten about. And a lot of times those people, you know, how many times have you been night shift come to the hospital and it's like you get half a bagel, you know, and you know, oh, we had a party today. Oh, okay. But there's no more food left for you guys. So we're going to try to quote unquote, sort of serve the forgotten shift and bring healthy foods and just love and attention to, you know, the night shift and to the holiday shifts because they themselves need that. And a lot of times those night shifts, they come home and sleep for three or four hours and they're still going about their day because their kids need to be dropped off and picked up. They're not sleeping eight hours. Guilty as charged. (laughs) Guilty. They spend... And I, and I'm not speaking for you, but most of my nurses that work overnight, I mean, they come, they leave the hospital at eight. You're supposed to get off at seven. They never leave at seven. They always leave at eight. They're signing out till eight. And then a lot of times they're bringing their sick kids to me at nine or nine 30 because their kids are sick and need a, need a visit. And they're, Oh, I'm going to get to bed at 10 and it doesn't happen. They're finally crashed at 11, 11 30. And guess what? If they're back, back up at two 30 or three. That's three or four hours of sleep and doing it all over. That is not enough. Imagine if you went to bed at two in the morning and woke up at six in the morning every day of your life. That's not right. No, it's totally so unhealthy for us guys. This is why, you know, we as healthcare professionals, 
we know the most about health. We know the recipe to healthy living, but yet we're not always practicing it. And we should be good role models of it. We should be the the experts in, you know, role models for our patients, but oftentimes we're not doing it. Nothing feels worse than being that sleep deprived, Dr. Nula. I'm going to yeah. tell you, I've guilty as charged. I've done all of those things. And it's made me kind of hate my work. I love taking care of patients, but then it's like this love-hate relationship. Like, oh my God, it makes me sick. I don't want to go to work. But then when I'm going, and when I'm at work, I'm so loving to all my patients, but right. then I'm mad and I'm cranky and I'm crabby and yeah, I can't relax when I get home or when I get, if, if I do get some sleep, I'm out. Like I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, what time is it? What day is it? Like I, I'm thinking that maybe I overslept and it's like, it's so net, it's not good. It's just so not good. So I love this idea of you and your, you know, Janu helping people to, to take back control of their self-care at home. I love the loungewear idea. I really love it. When do we yeah. get to see that? Uh, sooner than later. Sooner, sooner than, than later. Yeah, that's good. Listen, you guys have all had a long shift. You take a shower and then you kind of just want to just get so cozy, comfy and chill and just relax. Yes. And nothing feels good when you're like in your most comfiest whatever. Um, right. Then you sleep better. You feel better. Life is good. Life is we good do. then. Exactly. And we were just talking about how like, we have to be a 24 seven company and we can't just say like, Oh, we've got you at work, but you know, when you're not off work, we don't care. No, what we're trying to do is say, we've got you 24 seven. When you fall back, we want to be the people that you lean on. So mm-hmm. that includes day and night. We just actually launched um, socks for the first time, compression socks um, that are comfy and they're moisture wicking as well. Yeah. Just to sort of outfit the healthcare professional head to toe and then bringing mental health to the forefront of conversations destigmatizing the fact that generalizing anxiety disorder and major depressive disorder are no different than asthma or allergies or, you know, having, you know, weight issues. It's all the same. It's just a diagnosis and you can't wish yourself better from asthma just as you cannot wish yourself out of depression. And just as you take your daily inhalers, you may need to see a therapist. And just as you, you know, take your allergy medicine, you may need to take a low dose of an SSRI for your serotonin levels. And that is okay. And that does not make you weak. That does not make you crazy. That does not make you any less than the the person next to you. It just means that you are struggling and that we're here to help and we're here to talk about it. Well, I'm so glad to hear because not only are you empowering us at work, but also empowering us at home to take better care of ourselves. So I love, I totally love that idea. And we don't have enough conversations like this because I think if we had more conversations like this and we normalize it, we'd feel more comfortable about being honest about what we're going through. I think so many people are like, I'm good, I'm fine. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's no issues. And the the truth of the matter is there are issues. We've just suppressed them and made it look like nothing's wrong when really, really there's something wrong. And we got to take better care of ourselves because if I don't take better care of myself, how am I going to be, you know, take good care of my, my family, my kids, my patients. Yeah. And then you're going to be that crabby nurse that nobody wants to have lunch with and nobody wants to buddy with. So do not. Don't do that. I mean, and listen, I, I, I run into, I love being a physician, but I run into lots of crabby physicians and I think, God, you just need to exercise and you need to probably eat a meal. That's not hospital junk. And you need to probably get some vitamin D that's the real sun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that when I spend too much time at work and at the hospital, especially now with the time change where it's dark and then dark, 
I start feeling a little bit seasonal, like affect as well, where I'm like, I need to see the sun and I will find myself, especially now that I'm in PPE, I will go outside and take my PPE off and just hang out there for a couple of minutes and just breathe Mm -hmm. and then go back in because it's overwhelming. Doctor, I just have to share. So I totally do that on my lunch breaks when I'm working days for purposefully, I take my lunch and I eat it outside so I can get some sunlight, so I can get some fresh air. And even after I, I'm not necessarily trying to work out during lunch, but I, t- I take a walk. I walk a couple laps around the building just to kind of get blood flowing and moving my body, just kind of, you know, get things going because, you know, once you're inside, you know, you just get stuck and so focused on the task. But at least when I'm outside, I can focus on myself, my breathing. I can meditate. I can listen to my most favorite music, just soak up some warm sun. And it feels good, guys. It really, really feels good. Something else I want to share is I did for my own self-care is, and this is my personal email, but I used to feel so like triggered. Like once an email came or text, I I had to answer. I had to answer it like right away. And it was causing me anxiety. And so I have a out of uh, office response on that says something to the fact like, I hope you're having a healthy and happy day and that you feel whole. I have decided to take better care of myself. And so that means practicing self-care, which means pardon any delay that may occur as I said, something to the fact of pardon the delay. It may take me a little longer to return your message, but it's just because I'm focusing on self-care, but I will get to it at my earliest convenience. And so, you know, I don't need to just, I, we're in a, we're in an era where everything's instant, instantaneous, but listen, some of those emails can wait y'all. Okay. Nothing. If it's emergency, absolutely we'll respond to it. But some things aren't necessarily emergencies. They're just urgent because we want, people want a response right away. But in the grander scheme of things, how important are they really? Like eh, it can wait. It can even wait till tomorrow. Right. So most things can wait till tomorrow, but your mental health cannot wait. Um, and mental health, it's a combined effect. It's not, and, and people need to remember that it's not that you just all of a sudden wake up and you're just depressed. It's not like you just wake up and all of a sudden you have generalized anxiety disorder. That's why it's called generalized. It's a slow, steady decompensation and a slow, steady ignoring of your, of your needs. I mean, I can't tell you how many young medical students that I mentor and proctor where I say, what brings you joy? That's a question that I ask all the time. What brings you joy? And they can't answer. They don't have an answer for what brings them joy. And I say, not your school, because I don't want to hear about that. And not your patients. They don't have outside interest. There is nothing that they are doing that's filling their cup. And how are you supposed to give if you're running on empty? And imagine doing that for 10 straight years. Something's going to give. I'm opening up the conversation about journaling and meditation and yoga and having a mind-body connection. And that's where John comes from too. Having this mind-body connection where we push our bodies to the max at work. Mm-hmm. Why isn't that we feel like we should make our mind strong so that makes our body strong? So much of our physical health is tied to our mental health. So heard, much. Of you heard Dr. Neela, guys. You heard it. Okay. We recognize that there, just like with our patients, we recognize there's an issue. We really have to do something about it. Just like we want our patients to take actions to improve their own health and wellness, we got to do the same. We have to do the same. And I love that you've normalized this conversation. And I look forward to hearing more. I know there's going to be some announcements. Look, she she wouldn't tell me the date, y'all. Remember when I asked her when, when we're going to see the land She said, sooner versus later. Like, okay, Dr. Neela, just keep your secrets. Okay. But so you got to say, you got to, you got to. 
you got to follow Joe and follow me and then I will let you know all the secrets. Yeah, that's exactly. We got to we got to stalk her on social media. We got to yep. stalk the website and all those great things. And I love it. So, okay. So Dr. Neela, remind us, where can people go to keep up with things that you have going on and that Janu has going on? Yes. Yeah, so um, our website for the, for the scrubs is Janu by Dr. Neela, J-A-A-N-U-U by Dr. Neela. And then, and that's our IG handle as well. And then my personal IG handle is Dr. Neela and it's spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-N-E-E-L-A. And yeah, you'll get to see a little bit of the background of me and my kids and some of my like, you know, uh, personal life, plus my um, behind the scenes with Janu and teasers and things that come from there as well. So yes, you're, we've got so much happening, you guys, from now till the end of the year, it's insane. Like our team is working 24-7 and um, it's all exciting things. And we're really trying to go for meaning. We're trying to go for things that matter. And we're really actually listening to you guys. We're saying, okay, what colors do you want? Because we haven't even gotten into colors. Colors make a huge difference. How many times have you put on a set of scrubs where you just like the color and that puts a little pep into your step. Like, and you just put a magic lip with that and you are just ready to go. And so just colors and styles. And like you said, functionality, thinking about pockets and zippers and where you're putting your ID and where are you putting your phone and just how comfortable you want to be. So we're, we've got your back. We're listening, we're working and, um, and we're evolving as a company. We're not trying to say that we know and have all the answers. We don't. What we do know is, is that we want to help you and that we want to be your voice. So please reach out to us, send me emails, send me, DM me, DM Johnu by Dr. Neela too. We read those, you guys, and we, we, we read them through at our meetings and say, okay, how can we help people? And how can we take these ideas and bring them to life? That is awesome, guys. You guys make sure to follow her and the company on Instagram, social media, all those things. And stay tuned because although I don't know exactly, I have a gut feeling, guys, that there's going to be some really, really good things happening like very, 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 very soon. But yes. Dr. Neela won't tell us. She just told us. To, she just told us to watch her social media. So just just stay stay in position. Stay ready. Yeah. So That's thing we've learned during COVID is this art of patience because- mm-hmm. Nothing is what it what you think. There's no launch date that that really has kind of worked out uh, with COVID. Just we keep joking, or maybe our scrubs are just on those cargo ships or something because it's just everything is just taking a little longer, and we're learning the art of patience. But things are happening and coming to you. So, well, the John New scripts are worth the wait, if I will say, guys. So make sure you follow um, yes. and get all the news. So, Doctor Miller, thank you so much for spending. Uh, time with us. Loved every bit of it. I'm so inspired. I've, and you know what? I've, in these last couple years, several years, I should say, I have really started to take in some real big interest in the meaning behind things. Not just, oh, this is cute. Oh, this is nice. But where did this come from? What was, what's the meaning behind this? What's the mission? What's the vision? And I'll be honest, I didn't know that that's what uh, Janu stood for. And by the way, you guys, it's trademark, but she made it seem like you can call your boo Janu. Like, is that, is that, can we, is that something, a doable thing? Is that mm-hmm. a pet name? Yeah. But it's I mean, beautiful. you but, can be like, you're my John or you're my Janu. Oh, I love it. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's a Hindi word for life and it's to honor and celebrate those that put everyone else before themselves. That mm-hmm. is meaningful. That's powerful. 
And they say, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything, right? So, I mean, not only do these look good, feel good, and all those type of things, but there's really meaning behind it. So I think I, I would take great pride in wearing them, knowing that as well. So thank you for sharing that, Dr. Lee. I totally didn't know that. But this has been an amazing interview. We really, really thank you. Our listeners, thank you. But, you know, nurses, advanced practice nurses, um, nursing students, and other folks in the health profession. We have doctors and respiratory therapists and other folks listening to us. And really appreciate your authenticity, really appreciate you for standing up and representing women and people of color very well. You make it look easy. You do. (laughs) Um, It's it's amazing. And nurse.org, we thank you as well. And guys, speaking of nurse.org, if you haven't already, make sure to visit the website, nurse.org. Follow them on social media as well. With Dr. Neela's permission, she's going to give us a a couple things. We're going to be sharing some things on on our uh, social media as well. I uh, really yeah. want to raise awareness to many of the important issues that she talked about and really boils down to self-care. And, you know, and more specifically, I'll talk about the nursing shortage, guys. We have a report on nurse.org called The Real Nursing Shortage that speaks to all of the issues contributing to our nursing shortage. And it talks about some of the solutions. So we really want to, you know, work collaboratively together to, you know, improve the work environment for us healthcare workers so we can provide better care for our patients. But we can't forget ourselves. Self-care, self-care, self-care is so important. And I'm your host, Nurse Alice. You guys can follow me on social media at Ask Nurse Alice as well. I hope you guys have enjoyed the conversation. I have too. Please make sure to share the podcast, like, subscribe, rate, review, all those great things. Sharing is caring. So share it with your buddies at work, at home, and anyone else who you think will want to listen. Who wouldn't want to listen though? I just have to, I'm just right. saying Who that, right? Who wouldn't want to? But you guys, this has been great. So until next time, make good choices, be kind to one another and live well, my friends. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education and community resources.